Greetings and welcome to the second season of Mindset Mantra. I'm Vanessa Siliazar, your host, and my aim for this podcast this season is to aid you in developing a growth mindset that will enable you to reach your maximum potential. Don't be scared of transformation. It can be an exciting process. In these challenging times, it's essential to concentrate on fostering a growth mindset that permits us to learn from our errors, accept difficulties, and persist in the face of adversity. Throughout each episode, we'll delve into topics such as resilience, creativity, leadership, mindfulness, and much more. Our guests will share their personal experiences, insights, and techniques for constructing a growth mindset that can help you conquer challenges, accomplish your objectives, and thrive in all aspects of your life. So come along with me on this journey and let's collaborate to establish a growth mindset that unleashes your full potential in Season 2 of Mindset Mantra. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Mindset Mantra. My guest today is Peggy O'Neill. Peggy is a certified integral master coach. She has been coaching lawyers and leaders in multinational organizations throughout the world for more than 30 years after practicing law for 12. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you today, Vanessa. I'm so excited to learn more. Please um, let us know more about yourself, especially the certified integral master coach. Yeah, so I've been certified by two different coaching schools, and this this was my second certification, and it was through a company called Integral Coaching Canada, and Integral is based on the work of Ken Wilber. He's a philosopher that came up with an integral theory of everything, and so it's based on uh, his approach to understanding ourselves as human beings, That and he integrated uh, he looked, uh, he thought, well, there's got to be a commonality to all these approaches to helping people develop and have the lives that they want. And so he looked at Eastern traditions, Western traditions, therapies, um, other understandings of human development and came up with this model that uh, that articulates all the places where the various uh, modalities crisscross. So it's quite, I mean, it's quite intense uh, a model because it's because it covers a lot, but it's a brilliant model of how to understand who we are as human beings and then how to coach from that perspective. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So that leads us into our topic of how to experience happiness, love, and peace and meaning. And you had mentioned that there is one fundamental insight you must know. Without it, you'll never be able to maintain these experiences and suffer. I don't like the word suffer, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. no we one wants to suffer. suffer. We don't want to suffer. So you, in your bio, you also put that after searching for more than 30 years, you studied the great wisdom traditions and it changed your life immediately. So how can we change ours? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little background to this. Uh, in 2007, I'd been coaching for about 20 years. I realized I've I've really now been coaching about 35 years, but in 2007, I'd been coaching for about 20 years and, but I walked away from my business. I was miserable. I was miserable and I had everything, you know, on a nice checklist, had great clients, made good money, lived in beautiful Hillsburg, California, had a law degree, coaching certification. I'd worked with Bill Clinton, president, and, and here I was 
miserable. And so I just felt out of integrity to be telling people, oh, I can coach you to have the lives that you want and the business that you want when I didn't have mine. So I walked away not knowing really what to do. Luckily, the universe provided jobs and clients that came, but I just couldn't market myself, couldn't put myself out there. And then in 2018, I ran across the great wisdom tradition. So it took 11 years to get there. So yeah, so I'm going to hopefully cut, help everybody here cut to the chase and do away with those 11 years. And I came across the great wisdom traditions. And basically what they said is that uh, or uh, of course now I'm paraphrasing, but what I discovered is that as long as I'm seeking to become seek something, seeking to improve, I'm actually taking myself further away from who I truly am. That everything we're seeking is actually already right here within us. Our happiness, our peace, fulfillment, uh, joy, um, meaning, purpose, and so the insight that I found was that the reason we don't naturally experience that and that we keep seeking to try to find it is that we believe that we're separate from the universe, from each other. And then we'd have to be then separate from ourselves. If we're separate from all of that, we're separate from ourselves as well. And when in actuality, we're all one being and the nature of that one we share our being with everyone and everything and the nature of this one being is love peace happiness fulfillment joy meaning purpose secure uh, uh sorry that sense of security which is peace calm everything's well with the world and with ourselves and so so the reason we keep suffering is that we uh, keep seeking and looking for it somewhere else when it's actually right here. The story of the prodigal son is a great example. If you remember that, I'll definitely shorten the story, but there's a young man, he had everything he could ever want, love, family, money, riches, riches but he thought, no, I'm going to go out in the world and find my own thing. And then after a while, he'd lost everything, came back home, and what was there? His father waiting with open arms, ran to him, the son ran to the father, and that's a metaphor to try to help us realize, oh, this happiness and so on that we're seeking, it's already here. I just have to turn around and look within and know that I'm one with everything and I'm happy and fulfilled. And so this, what, why the, and this one is so critical from my point of view is that if somebody has their own business or they're, um, or they're feeling that they're not fulfilled and they want to, they're looking for meaning and purpose is we can spend years as I had looking everywhere for it in another job, another career, another book, another uh, uh, coach. I mean, of course I coach, so it, it's helpful to have support in this process, but we keep thinking that something out there is going to make us happy, make us fulfilled and so on when it's already here. And so as people learn this and they are able to let it sink in, they immediately feel relief because we're all, so many of us are tired of looking for this. We are not, we find it for a while in a new relationship. We find it for a while when we're bored or, or stressed. We watch TV for a couple hours. And then as soon as we turn off the TV, there it comes back. And so we keep trying to, to, to find this peace and happiness somewhere else. And when we stop look within, and I've got some practices that we'll go through today that can help people actually do that on their own, then we can realize, oh, it's already here. And then we can return to that, return to that, return to that. And then we live our lives from 
the happiness and fulfillment and meaning that we are and imagine what can happen in your business then in a business or in in a relationship because now I'm not looking for that to make me happy clients to make me happy relationships but I'm coming I'm, I'm bringing that happiness to the world as I go about my business my relationships and so now we have relationships and businesses founded on what maybe we were trying to get before from the business or the relationship. And now it's like, oh, it's here. And now I can really enjoy my business from the get-go, my relationship, and, uh, and help it thrive through that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it re totally resonated with me of being authentic to yourself. Yeah. And I just was looking back earlier today on my journey of life and how I need to be alone for every chapter because I'm doing self-reflection. Mm. So when a new chapter starts, I need the time to be alone, to look within myself and have that happiness, have that joy. Mm. And that's how we can all shine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Great, Vanessa. Yeah. So what is one insight or is that the one insight that changes everything? Yeah, that's the one insight is realizing we're one with everything. Now, a lot of people talk that way, especially right after or during COVID. Oh, yeah, we're one with everything, but they're not living that way. It's not a true belief. It's a nice idea. It's a concept. And, and so the idea is to allow ourselves to fully experience this oneness. Let it really sink in. In fact, science also now says there's no separation. Science cannot find a separate person. Literally, really. I mean... So uh, happy to share an article with you. I don't know how you could share it with your audience, but happy to do that. But the, but there, but people can find it. The articles are out there now that we are one being. We've just been conditioned to think we're separate and we're not. I would love that article and I'll include it in the show notes. Okay, great. Awesome. So what are four practices that lead to ongoing happiness, peace, love, and meaning? Like tangible things that people can in place. Yeah, great. Because um, it is tangible and practical. Once if we can just give ourselves permission to let, let me let me check for myself, because one of the things that I invite all people to when we're in, engaged in this is don't believe a word I say, don't even believe that article if and when you read it. It's all about doing our becoming our, like our own scientist, our own researcher, where we turn within, look at our experience which is all we really know, our experience. We can learn a lot, but what we really know is from our own experience. And we do this over and over. It's called, one part of it is called self-inquiry, where we look within, we do our own research within, and then experiential, we experientially, we realize, oh yeah, I am already peace and happiness and love. I already am one with everything. That's our experience. So that's the background of these practices. And, and the first one that we'll do is noticing that we are this one being, the awareness that we are. Now, I will say up front, this can be challenging the first time because our thoughts want to take over and say, this isn't happening or this really isn't, it's nothing. And, and so we typically, people have to return to this several times before it starts really connecting that, oh yeah. But we'll do it now and uh, then people on their own can do it. So, so the first thing is to notice that we're aware. Like right now, you and I are aware that we're talking to each other. And I'm sure everybody listening 
um, you can tell, yeah, I'm aware that I'm hearing these people talk. And if I look around the room, I'm aware of the chairs and the walls. And yeah, I'm aware of all of that. And then we can notice that something was aware that we were aware. Our awareness was actually not the awareness that we are was what knew we were aware and aware of everything in the room and of our awareness. And if we can sink back there for just a few seconds to begin with, yeah, I'm aware and I'm aware that I'm aware. And I'm closing my eyes at the audience wants to close your mind, unless you're driving, but if you want to close your eyes and just, yeah, I'm aware and I'm aware that I'm aware. And then we notice that vast, open, empty, calm space that we are. Our thoughts might want to come in and go, well, there's nothing here, because that's what our thoughts do. They keep us separate. They're not doing anything wrong. They're trying to protect us, take care of us. But am I, uh, I'm aware, and then I'm aware that I'm aware. And notice that awareness. Another thing that we can ask is, what is it that is aware? So were you able to connect with that, Vanessa? Yeah, it I was it felt like my brain was taught like there was so much space. Wow, there you and go. There like little pieces, areas of my brain that were like firing off. Beautiful. And that's who we are. Every human being, when they do this, experience this, experiences this. We're all that vast open space. Beautiful. I always wondered what that was. Like, I, I remember like being able to see somebody from far away, like oh. over the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But know that they were close and far at the same time. Yeah. Wow. I just got chills. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so you've, you've had this sense of the truth of this. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Are, are we ready to move to another one? Another practice though? Another one is, um, so as I mentioned with this, uh, our thoughts can start coming in and trying to tell us something like, I don't understand this, or this isn't working, or it'll start talking to us. So what we can do is notice any time that we're thinking and it takes us away from this peace and fulfillment or we get too caught up in something maybe we, we're, we're thinking oh I've got to work on this project and it's going to keep me really busy and I've got to do this this is and we know so well I'm getting really caught up in my thoughts we can relax the focus of attention and that'll take us back to where we just were in the other practice so it's really easy we just I mean it I mean it's easy it's easy in the uh, in the explanation of it, sometimes it's harder to implement, especially as we get started. But so let's say we notice our thoughts are telling us whatever they're telling us, and we can tell that our thoughts are make are getting us uncomfortable or taking us somewhere we you know that's taking us away from our peace. Then we can say, silently to ourselves say, 
relax the focus of attention. And then we'll notice if we stay there for even a couple of seconds, that now we're back to that awareness, relax the focus of attention. We can do the same thing with emotions if emotions are coming up that are bothering us. I mean, there are, there are other things to do with emotions that we that are, that's beyond our conversation today, but this is also a way to work with emotions. Relax the focus of attention to take our attention away from these thoughts and emotions that are taking us away from this peace and happiness and fulfillment. So that makes sense. That it's real simple. Yeah, I have worked with uh, clients and my friends that I call it spiraling. Mm. Like, oh, but this and this and this, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's not freak out about what's going to happen next week when we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. Like, let, let's go one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, so that's one way to do it. Let's just pause. And then we can also just kind of take the energy out of the emotions and the thoughts by another step if one wants to oh, relax the focus of attention. And that can take us right back to the awareness that we are. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Ready for the next one? Yep. <laughs> All right. So again, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes, but I'm going to encourage uh, everybody right now to close, close your eyes. Just to notice anything that you're aware of, maybe thoughts, feelings. Some emotions. Maybe some sensations in your body. There could be some tightness somewhere or an ache or a pain. Notice your feet on the ground, your back against the chair. And if you can notice the energy of your body, this is also most of us are not used to paying much attention to the experiences in our body. So this can be challenging the first time. It's not essential to do this. I call this emerging meditation and you'll see why in a minute. But, the, but it's useful over time for us to become more aware of the sensations of our body and the energy of our body. So you might notice some tingling in your feet or maybe your thighs or your chest. Just notice. And now what I'm going to invite everybody to is to, to set aside the memory that you have of your body, the image that you think of with your body. Just set aside the memory of your body with edges, you know, the edge of an arm, the edge of your of a leg, and so on, the edges of your body. Just set that memory aside. And notice that without that memory, you cannot find an edge to your body. You might notice some pressure again where your feet are, your back against the chair, your arms on your lap. Those are just sensations, minor little pressures. But notice you cannot find an edge to your body if you don't use your memory and just, just observe your experience. 
or really just experience your experience. You cannot find an edge. And now allow yourself to experience relaxing into the field around you. Notice as you relax, you don't remember an edge to your body. You just relax into what's around you that you can feel no separation and feel yourself expanding out beyond the finiteness and the limitedness that we relate to with our bodies. You can keep expanding your experience of yourself. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Of course, we can stay there as long as we want, but this is just a general overview of how to do this. So were you able to experience that? Yeah, the the line of my arm, I saw it blur. Wow. And then there was a car door outside that slammed and I, without looking, I already knew where it was. Mm, yeah, nice. That kind of leads into the next exercise that we're going to do. But yeah, so this merging exercise uh, is very valuable for us to experience the oneness, experience that, that yeah, if I'm not uh, identifying with the edges of my body, because what we do is we identify with our bodies. And if we look at them, they've got ed edges, they're limited, uh, finite, and, and then unwittingly, we think of ourselves as this finite, limited, contracted being in the huge universe. So we can feel small again and limited and contracted. And the more we do this meditation and everything that we're talking about today, then we feel more vast and open because that's who we truly are is this unlimited being. We're one with everything. It means one with the universe. I mean, we're this magnificent, unlimited, not contracted in reality. We've just believed it and we feel it until we do these exercises over and over and over again and realize, oh yeah. I'm not using my conditioned beliefs and patterns. I can really experience the expansiveness of myself. And, uh, and, and then we know, so if we're one with the universe, I'm going to use the word access, but as one with the universe, we're not really accessing. It's who we are. If we drop the beliefs that we're separate from the universe, and, but we access infinite intelligence, infinite wisdom. It's always trying to guide us, give us information. And yet most of us, because we're so much paying attention to our thoughts and this finiteness of the body, we miss out on this incredible universe of wisdom and intelligence. And, and so I can tell you're about to say something. What do you want to say, Vanessa? It, it's like you have to expand in order to grow internally into yourself. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So again, the more we do this, then we experience this expansiveness and then like you're saying we become more open to it because now we're experiencing our vastness we're now more available for more more money more love more meaning purpose more ideas creativity resilience flow so we're wanting opportunity. opportunity okay and then the last one like i said uh, what you said kind of leads into this one um so this one i call the zooming out uh uh exercise or practice process, whatever you want to call it, but zooming out, we call it zooming out. 
we don't need to close our eyes for this. In fact, it's useful not to do it, not to close our eyes. So the first thing to do is to focus on an object in, in the room around you. Could be a pen, it could be a glass of water, a chair, but focus on an object and put your attention exclusively on that object. Just try not to pay attention to anything else, just exclusively on that object. And now relax that focus and allow yourself to zoom out your attention. And so zoom out and become aware of, zoom out your awareness and your attention and become aware of everything in the room including if you're near a window, what's outside. Zoom out your attention on all of it, include all of it. And now put your attention on a sound, focus on one sound. Could be a, a ceiling fan making noise, could be a bird outside, something else. Put all of your attention on the sound, one sound. And now allow that attention to expand and take in all sounds that you hear. And now bring to mind an image of something, could be a conversation that you had. It's an image of a situation. So it could be conversation you had with a loved one, a lunch you had with a friend, maybe it's a meeting. So bring to mind an image of a situation and focus on that. And now expand your attention out. far as you can, including all images, all, everything you see, everything you hear. Expand, out, zoom out your attention as far as you can. Noticing everything, experiencing all of it. Now zoom out even further. Zoom out as far as you can. So that's the zooming out exercise. And it's not based on how much time you do it or going through the steps exactly. It's doing it over and over again. What we're doing is we focus so much attention on our mind and our mind's activities and it's to relax that, to take our focus away from that and, um, and experience the expansiveness that we are and not our, the limited mind that we focus on. It, because that's where, like you said, opportunities, that's where everything is available is in the ex expansiveness. And again, so it's another way to experience the expansiveness that we are taking in everything and zooming out and relaxing our attention away from the mind.
I will definitely have to practice that one again. I was getting anxious. I like when I was zooming out from the object, I kept blinking to refocus. Oh, yeah. Because I felt anxious of letting go. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Very powerful, Vanessa. Thank you for sharing that with me and with your audience so they can see. Yeah, this is might sound easy the way I'm talking about it, but the first time, yeah, it can be, or for a while, it can be challenging. And I appreciate, yeah, but I'm going to do this more. Yeah, (laughs) really, really break up this attachment that we have to the way things are. Yeah, I was like, nope, I have to come back. Nope, I have to come back. (laughs) Oh, that was, that was really great. Thank you. So what is one activity that will totally undermine all of this effort that we're doing. Believing our thoughts. Now, if you have a thought that you're standing in the street and a bus is coming toward me, I better get out of the way. Okay, let's believe that thought. So what I'm really referring to are any self-referencing thoughts. So for example, I'm not good enough. I'll never do that. Or even I'm absolutely the best at this. If it's an egoic kind of positive thought. Um, I'm not talking, so it's an egoic thought. If I'm thinking, gosh, I'm really good at this and it's more of a neutral acknowledgement of myself, that's fine. But anything else that has to do with any sort of judgmental quality that keeps me separate from the experiences that we were just talking, that we've been going through or keeps others separate from me. So if I'm judging other people, so judging myself, judging other people, because when we judge other people, we're keeping them separate. So that's why it's self-referential. If I'm thinking, oh, that person's really awful at what they're doing. Well, yeah, we don't want to believe that. I mean, unless we're making an assessment and we're trying to hire somebody, then sure, oh, that, that don't seem qualified. That's not really a judgment. That's a, I mean, it is, but it's a neutral assessment about whether they're going to qualify for a job. But I'm talking about the everyday judgments that we're making all day long about ourselves. Yeah, you know, I don't have enough money. Um, I'll never uh, be a success. Um, I mean, even if your bank account might, somebody else might say, yeah, zero, maybe that's not enough money. Don't believe that. Don't believe that. Don't believe any thought. Don't believe I'm not good enough. I'll never be lovable, or I don't know how to this, or don't know. Don't believe any of those thoughts or anything about other people that are along those lines. That is the one thing that'll sabotage everything that we're up to in life. So we identify with our thoughts. We've been conditioned to think I am my thoughts. And as we do this more and more, we realize, oh, our thoughts just come and go. If our thoughts, my thoughts just come and go, that can't be who I am because I can only be what's consistent, which is the awareness that we first sat with. That never changes. Our thoughts, we have, they say we have 70,000 thoughts a day. So, so we don't, that, that's not who we are. And so we don't want to believe anything they tell us about ourselves or other people. Yeah, there's there's a saying that I grew up with that no matter how great you think you are at something, there's somebody that's better at that thing because we're all connected Mm. and we all feed into each other, our ideas. And we see an idea and we manipulate it to serve us. We manipulate it to serve our idea. And that can be inspirational for somebody else. Mm. So as we wrap up today's episode, is there any final thoughts or takeaways for the audience? My my thought and takeaway is that if I could 
I just so believe in people and what's possible and our highest possibilities. And, 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 and we're just filled with infinite potential. And, and, and so I just invite everybody to, to try to let that in, to believe, you can believe that, you can believe that because that's who you are. You can believe who you truly are, which is this, this being that is incredible and magnificent and beautiful and unique. And we are each here to first know who we truly are, which we've been talking about today, and then to discover what's my unique expression of this one being. And then we're here to express that, give it, live it all out. And so that's what I would like to leave everyone with is to know you're here inherently, you are meaning. Inherently, you are purpose. You're one with the universe. How could you not be meaningful and purposeful? And then to let ourselves listen to and be inspired by life and then to live it all out to the fullest and know that the universe is infinite, which means we are infinite. You are infinite. So that's what I'd love for people to know. And, and the experience of that is we keep doing these exercises, what we'll experience always in the background sometimes, especially if we've got some, some sort of challenges in life, which most of us do a lot of the time, that as we do this more and more, then we'll be filled, experience this fulfillment of the love and the peace and the happiness that we are. We'll always feel that in the background, even though we might be working with a challenge. So as we do this more and more, just to know that that's our that's your nature. That's our nature is this uh, still vast space that is experienced as peace. I mean, it, language doesn't quite do it right because we have an image idea of peace. So it may not be quite the peace that we're thinking of, but it's that stillness, just that, that calm. And, and then that, and that deep happiness that we, that like all is well, that sort of happiness and contentment is always there. And then that can inform how we are in every area of our life. Thank you so much, Peggy. Is How can the audience uh, connect with you? Uh, so they can, I'm happy for anybody to email me if you have any questions, want to talk to me. My email is Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y at Peggy hyphen O-N-E-A-L o -N -E -A -L dot com. Or they can go to my website, www.peggy-oneal, again, O-N-E-A-L dot com and sign up for a weekly newsletter. It has relevant articles, articles every week that talk about this, and it includes any free workshops I have coming up or videos that I've done and uh, you, my YouTube channel. And so there's lots of information in that. Would love for people to um, connect by getting on my email list and getting this very relevant, practical information every week. Awesome. Thank you so much. That will also be in the show notes. Great. Wonderful. It's wonderful being with you, Vanessa, and thank everyone for being with us today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Mindset Mantra. My guest today is Peggy O'Neill. 